Uh, Minus the team, it would have been fine. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to make do. Whatever. They're having a good time. They're having a good time. That's fine. You hit me with another fucking salt pack and I'm going to lose my shit. Fuck, don't throw any more salt packs, guys. Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's Unsportsmanlike Convo. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Well, as soon as I take us off mute, we get the background noise. Oh, yeah. We are at Hurley's. What is this? Hurley's Bar and Grill? Live at Hurley's Bar and Grill on Stonehaven. That's right. The longest road in uh, Canada. Come on. Well, it feels like it. I was caught behind a motorcycle guy going 40, but he was downshifting about 100 meters before the stop sign. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I used to live down the street. And, Very cool. Uh, this used to be a Broadway's back in the day. We used to come for breakfast all the time. So we've, we've played some uh, softball up, up around the city, but D- I got to say DV Pines right across the street is probably, there's some of the nicer fields in the city. Yeah. Uh, park's not too deep. Um, the grass is well-maintained, sand, all that stuff. So. But speaking DV of Pines, deep, yes. the, uh, the name of your uh, team uh-huh. is uh, what again? So this is, this is uh, my second team that Your I play second on. team, right. Yes, Woody's but, primary but, Woody's. But they are they are tugging at my heartstrings there and they're climbing quick on the on the scale of uh, teams I love to play for. Okay. Uh, we're called Balls Deep. Balls Deep. Balls Deep. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, great group of, of characters. Uh, one of the girls on the team I work with at the hospital, she asked me if I wanted to play. I said I was hesitant because it's orthodox. It's a different style that I'm used to. It's orthodox. Like you throw hard, hard underhand without the windmill style. So you throw it as hard as you want, but just with, a, with one sort of stroke. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and I, I've never played that, so I was a, I was hesitant to play. And I, I'm very happy I did because they're a w- absolutely wonderful group of people. And we're going to hear them in the background most of the night, team, because they are happy people. So. I, I'm not, you know, I'm gonna, I have noise-canceling headphones on. and uh, Oh, yeah. They're not being canceled out. No. No. So um, no, good. <laughs> hopefully, everybody can hear us talk as well. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure a couple of them will uh, saunter over and want oh, to no put their doubt. two cents in. I see a gentleman wearing all Green Bay Packers gear. Yeah, he, w- he wants opening to talk. night. Yep. It, it is, is the Packers Bears game. Um, for the record, Pierre and I had already covered the NFC North uh, last time we were together. Um, Full disclosure, I just deleted it on the memory card. <laughs> so, hey, that's cool, man. You know what? Um, I felt like we rushed through that division anyways because I had to get somewhere. Yeah. And um, your game ended up being uh, delayed anyway, wasn't it? By an hour. Yeah, so we could have actually. Oh, jeez. But uh, so I feel like we could redo, in particular, the Bears, just simply because of Maddie P and his his love for the Bears. There's so many Bears fans right now on um, Facebook. Darren Joseph, Dan yeah. Massey, Sig Charles, a big Bears fan. Um, anyway, there's. I know. I'm starting to forget or realize forget and realize that I have so many <laughs> Packers fans. No, not yet, gang. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pignat's a big pack- Packers fan. Is he? Okay, big yeah. Big Packers fan. Yeah. See, I got the Wisconsin the accent heads. going. The cheese heads. Sig uh, Charles' brother, BJ's a Green Bay fan. So, Joel family. Lemieux. 
Do you know Joel Lemieux? You know Joel Lemieux? I know I know him because I he used to come to the gym I used to work out at, and then you, I met him. We all sort of figured out that we knew each other when he came out to the touch football tournament a couple of years ago. Yeah, he played in our fantasy football league yeah. before we went to the five-year thing. And uh, Yeah, I don't know who he knows. Scott, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, touch football. I think he played touch football with uh, Scott and I one time, or Mark, or... Anyway, yeah, Joel Lemieux, big Packers fan. Uh, speaking of Scott and quarterbacks... He uh, he's the first guy I've ever seen <laughs> audible uh, at flag football. It was it was great, but it wasn't just like, "Hey guys, I'm changing the play." It was like, "Kill, kill, forty six dolphin right, forty six <laughs> dolphin left, right, hey," and it was. Uh, I I didn't understand it. Uh, I didn't what I didn't know what he was changing the play to. Uh, so Scott, I'm sorry I didn't do my study in that day. Uh, uh, were you playing on a team with Dan Danderan as well? Yeah, and you were there. You were there too. Oh, was it? It was a rainy day. Uh, I don't remember that. But if he was doing <laughs> audibles and uh, kill, 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 all this kind of stuff, uh, yeah, that yeah. was a, a just a straight Scott Dan route. Some sort of change that they knew. So this we were just supposed post. to just stand there, and look like idiots. Yeah, Dan was there. Yeah, that's usually how that works. So that's how. Scott's, okay, whatever. We can never. Uh, uh, accuse him of being uh, not intense when uh, he's playing that kind of stuff. So. I'd, I'd take that a step further and say that's pretty innovative. In flag football, no one's expecting you to fucking call kill, kill, and change, and run Dolphin 46. I mean, pff, flag, it's flag. It is flag. Or touch, or whatever the fuck it was. Anyway. anyway. Did you get, did he threw an win? interception. Yeah, I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he threw an interception. That I believe in. Uh, okay, so um, a couple of things that we're going to touch base on, I guess, before we get into... Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, what a day. Yeah, so uh, this came out on uh, Twitter, uh, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Uh, hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours <laughs> truly. Uh, I'm actually wearing these glasses today. <laughs> it's overcast. I don't need them, but I've been in tears. What's going on? Antonio Brown, what's happening? What's going on with my fantasy team? I drafted Andrew Luck, and 20 minutes later, he retired. I drafted you, Antonio, because I admire your game. I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of Americans uh, who play fantasy drafted you. We were all counting on you. Enough, buddy. You knew that you were going to get fined. Every guy that holds out get fined. And you also know that communications in the locker room stays in the locker room. So I got to tell you, some golfing buddies of mine and a couple of my teammates, we knew something was not good was going to come out of you posting that thing. The only people you're making happy right now are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, man, play ball. Cash them big-ass checks that you're getting and move on, man. Stop with all of this drama. On another subject, um, Melvin Gordon, hey, they're not going to pay you. San Diego is frugal. Uh, They've let some great backs go, Michael Turner, Sproles, uh, even LaDamian Tomlinson. I know your pride is hurt, but go in there. you got to pay for that $5 million. Go in, play, be Melvin Gordon. And guess what? When this season's over, either they got to franchise you and pay you $14, $15, 16000000 million, which – I don't think they'll franchise you, but all these teams that seem to have passed on you in a trade, you've been given the right to work a trade. I'm shocked Houston or Tampa Bay didn't make that trade, but uh, you play the game that you're capable of playing, and next year you'll sign one of these humongous contracts. 
All right, so we're we're uh, talking OJ Simpson on a rant uh, because he really cares about these guys, or because he's on his fantasy team. Either way, uh, AB a- a- is not in his good books. Oh, listen, I gotta tell you, I heard this today, and um, I don't even know what to say. It might be the first time he's ever sort of kind of made sense. Everything he said, I it, I mean, apart from the. Uh, Apart from the Melvin Gordon situation, just play, you know, I, as I've gotten uh, he's old. He's right, though, in a point. Uh, yeah. Chargers are frugal. They're not going to pay you. Yeah, They're no, trying to trade you. He's right all about that. I just think, you know, the these guys would need to, like, need to protect themselves, and they have a short lifespan and short career span anyways. And uh, he, uh, like, to tell the guy, just go out and play and prove yourself, well, he has the last couple of years. And these guys have to protect themselves, you know? He could go out on a one-year contract or whatever and get hurt and then that's it you know well did uh, I don't know had Zeke signed by the time we uh, yes. recorded last time yeah we uh, talked about that by the time you and I recorded last time yeah no he just no, signed I think like we were yesterday. talking about uh, Lyle Collins but uh, Zeke signed yes. yesterday and uh, six six years 90 right? 90 with 50 guaranteed uh, highest in you know running back salary for NFL history you know people are questioning why Dallas had did it you know, they had two years left on his contract. They own him for two years. Like, he can't really do anything else. Um, for me, that's a huge sign of where the NFL is going and their understanding that these guys, like, they're they're going to strike at some point if if they don't change. And these salaries are indicating that they are changing. So hopefully, you know, uh, I think next CBA, we're going to see a little bit of a change in terms of the rookie uh, uh, agreements and uh, how they're structured. But... Uh, the more money that, that these owners make, the more money that the players make, the more money that the city makes, salaries will never go the other way, though. How do you control that? No, they'll never go the other way. The thing is with the rookie one is that it's, uh, they want to make sure that you know um, that you know what you're getting before you pay big things. But the problem is that with rookie running backs, your top years are right at the front. They're right from out of college into about six or seven years later. Yeah. Quarterbacks are, you know, 29 and up is when you start to peak. So you can say, have a rookie deal. We're not paying you the sure. Marcus Russell type deal. You got to show us and you're in the league and then you'll start making your money. But the, the running backs are very aware. And now more and more guys are going to be leaving early anyway before they start getting really hurt or, or uh, showing a lot of uh, side effects. So I think if they can get that money early and, you know, put in that work, then... Uh, they can leave at least financially stable, yeah. leave at a better time, not be forced to go in if they're smart with their money, not Adrian Peterson kind of thing. But Right. Um, there were some comments on that video, which are hilarious. Anything that OJ posts is hilarious. Oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> one guy's one actually <laughs> made me die laughing. So this uh, ravishing gun clinger maybe guy whatever that's his username but anyway it says oj living life worry free after brutally murdering two people i can't even walk back into the same roy rogers i shit my pants in as a kid because i still have anxiety from it (laughs) juice is loose and roy rogers for me anyway (laughs) that i was like wow actually great comment but it's so true Uh, the, the minute i hear juice like one word out of his mouth I revert right back to if it don't fit, you must quit. Like I just, I go right back to that period of time in my life where we were in college and we, yeah, we, we were, were watching. Heritage. We were watching that thing. We watched every. I think I don't think I missed a minute of that trial. 
No, I missed a lot more class than I did. I missed a lot of class. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it probably cost me a grade or two, but whenever I hear him talk, I go, I, I, I mean, I have to watch it three or four times because the first time I watch it, the whole time I can think of is you killed two people, you killed two people, you killed yeah. two people. There's a bunch of other ones. He's like, oh, I'm wearing these sunglasses even though it's overcast, and they're like, oh, <laughs> those glasses really fit well. You I know? saw. The, <laughs> anyway. I saw. <laughs> His post, he does make sense. T- like, if he didn't kill somebody yeah. or two people uh, and, you know, wasn't a piece of shit, he would be probably on TV right now, you know, still on TV. Oh, he's a charming, he was a you know charming I mean? guy. Like, yeah. You know uh, what? He. I want to interview his golf buddies. Oh, I want to interview anybody golf he buddies. knows. Golf buddy, anybody he knows, really would be a, a wild. I want. Interview. Some, I want like, to ask the person, like, so what do you think of OJ? And I want. I want the whole like record the awkwardness of the. for the rounds. Is he listening to this? Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. But he, you know, some the stuff he said about you know playing on a one-year contract, go out there, prove yourself, and you get your money. Well, that that doesn't. It's just a different era of football for us, and that people, you know, they need to protect themselves first and foremost. It's not like the '70s and '80s where you could just go out and you know uh, and kill yourself for just to get one more contract. Like it doesn't work that way. Guys are going to protect themselves. You know. Well, and now, like we said, the money is you know you don't have to work ever again if you're in certain situations. So. You know, you, it's you first. You got to understand that as an athlete, the business is your body. That's your business. You know, you're sub, you're being subcontracted out by the NFL, but exactly, they don't obviously do enough. Anyway, uh, we, we started with this with the AB stuff because you're a Pittsburgh fan, and now the whole shenanigans where he's getting in fights with uh, Mike Mayock, and yeah. there's chalk of released and being suspended. Now he's asking for it to be traded yeah. or straight out released. So I, what I want to talk about. <coughs> is the timeline, you know, what we've witnessed the last 48 hours with Antonio Brown. He gets a letter from Mike Mayock on August 22nd. And puts it on Instagram. Yeah. He details in... The the, the letter details the stipulations as to um, Antonio Brown's uh, amount he has to pay in fines. And Upwards it, of forty or fifty thousand. So yeah, so for something something like twelve thousand for the f- missing a, a bit of preseason workouts or something like that, mandatory stuff. Yeah, and then another fifteen or thirty for the helmet and missing practice because of it, and then the, I guess the most recent one, I think he missed a team meeting and a, a like a, a play session or offensive session, and then it was four, it was thirty grand because he was a repeat offender. So he outlined Mike Mayock outlines that. In uh, quite harsh terms, but like they weren't like aggressive. They, they were, were just legal like, terms. They were legal. They, were, uh, they quoted the articles in right. the black CBA. and white terms. Yes. Like, if you do this again, we will reserve the right to, to right. punish you in, in a different way if we so choose. So, something like that. So Antonio Brown, being the diva he is, being the, the as far as I'm concerned, a maybe, probably a social media addict. He can't stop with the IG. His own uh, teammates in Pittsburgh, it's, there's been talk for years that he's addicted to his phone and like to posting things. And for the first few years in Pittsburgh, he was interesting. Like he'd it'd be more like of a Pinterest kind of kind of Instagram, you know. And then things turned. Did you just drop Pinterest? Oh God! Do you have a Pinterest account? I do not. Ferrer does so. <laughs> that doesn't Fuck. surprise me. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so you know there were there have been rumors that he's he's you know. Uh, he, he loves himself. He loves me some me, Antonio Brown style. So, um, 
none of this is shocking, but you know we have a, ser- a situation where he got a letter and it outlined all his all his misdoings, if we if you will. And in response, he posted it. He took a picture of it, or whatever. However, you work Instagram, you picture it, and then he captions it right underneath the letter, saying, "I'm paraphrasing. Even my own team hates me." Uh, y'all gonna pay this year something something or rather everyone's got to pay and that like that's Mike Mayock is a no-nonsense military style GM he doesn't fuck around actually that's the biggest thing I'm taking from this is that Mayock is stepping up and he's not getting pushed over by no players no and I'll tell you right now good job I'm telling you right now if Antonio Brown gets suspended before the the start of of the season which for Oakland I believe is on Sunday yeah, uh, they will. They will if they, if he gets suspended before the season starts in his contract, he will lose out on his thirty million potentially a week to week pay. So he would he'd get no pay until he comes back, and he'll be and he, that amount of money during his suspension will not be refundable. So hmm. like he's he's actually lo- he'd be losing out big time depending on how long the suspension is. And from what I understand, they got into an altercation after this Instagram letter dealy. They got into an altercation where there were just words. It didn't get physical. Uh, there was some, a report today that said it got physical and somebody had to, and Vontez Burfecht had to break him up. <laughs> but it never got physical. There was just the threat of physicality. Antonio Brown turned to Mayock and said, um, I'm going to punch you in the face. And just dealing, uh, talking about the fines. Mayock didn't reply. And then Brown kicked up, punted the ball into the stands and said, why don't you fucking find that? And uh, and then walked out, and that's how it ended. And then obviously it's gone fucking south since. Um, the Raiders have reported they're going to suspend him. He, in reply, says, "I want from Adam Schefter from ESPN or from uh, the Football Network." Sorry, says um, uh, Browns requested a trade or release from the team. Okay, so what's your uh, what's your feeling? What's your call? Does he well, catch? Any balls from Derek Carr? No, he, he removed them from his. He stopped following them on Instagram. He stopped Ooh. following Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders uh, uh, page, uh, Twitter Which, page. For a guy who's addicted to his phone and IG, that's it's a, a big that's deal. A big deal. Fucking right, it's a big deal. So he's all right. Whatever that means, I have no idea. Does anybody pick him up? No. How? How could? How would you bring him up now, knowing how much of a disruption he's been oh. around? He's going to come with. A, it's going to be a circus. He's got to go away for a year, get his head right, because I don't think he's right. And I think teams know that he's not right. Somebody posted, so Andrew Anderson posted on our Facebook thing, and it was a picture of Bill Belichick drinking orange juice, and the the caption is, Bill Belichick getting ready to send a 2041 seventh-round pick to the Raiders (laughs) in exchange for Antonio Brown. I saw that earlier. Uh, Because that's what it might take for him to play ball again in the NFL. I I think this is really, really going to hurt him. Uh, see in the field well when i say you know like when i ask you like who you think is going to pick him up i have no team he's the first guy that i think of because he's like who is able to put players in their place and have them buy in and it's belichick that's what he does best i i I just think it's a certain kind of player though we're not talking about a head case who's addicted to his social media who's anti-establishment you know what i mean a head case is in like aaron hernandez is a bit of a head case killed himself like yeah. I, I i don't like after a couple others you know i just i don't see a brown um the thing is 
for Belichick to do it, he's the player's got to be ready to do it, and I just don't think Brown's in the mentality and ready to do it at this point. So I, I just don't like who would sign him other than uh, we've got a bo- uh, what's the song called? Well, I guess it's a good transition. We'll go into uh, our Detroit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we do talk about Detroit. Yeah, let's go. We'll. Uh, you gonna get them to sing again? Yeah. All right. So I'll leave the mics on here so you guys can, uh, at home, listen to uh, 14 or 15. Uh, Forty. Drunk. It's it's uh, Journey. Journey. Uh, sing this song chorus in a bar. Uh, half in the bag, wearing shirts that say "balls deep," deep throating egg rolls. Yeah, Jesus, it's a good group of people. I'll tell you that right now. It's something. I'm gonna turn my mic towards it. Pierre's getting ready to cue them in. All intro music will not be this long. A singer in a smoky room. The smell of wine and cheap perfume. For a smile they can share the night. It goes on. I thought the chorus was a lot earlier in this. It's, uh, yeah. Those. Are we getting close? I don't know, but they look like dogs if we got a treat in our hands right now. (laughs) Wait for it, team. When, is, when does it happen? Just point at them. I'm going to turn this down. Just okay. point at them. Who okay. cares? <laughs> I'm feeling Hang on. We'll call it there. All right. Is it over? Good job, people. Oh, it's over for you guys. It's over for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our transition to the Detroit Lions. Um, Detroit basketball. Oh, God. Detroit Pistons 2004. Maybe the, my most hated team. Oh, the Pistons. Most people hate them anyway. Ben Wallace. All right. Detroit. So, Detroit. What do you want to do? You know what? Detroit, uh, I know we had talked about this last week about Detroit being a funny team in terms of like every year their expectations are high and they always have one or two studs in, uh, in the mix. Um, but they just can never achieve their goals or expectations of, of people. It's crazy. It's always this year is going to be their year. Um, I thought last year was going to be their year. Um, 
you know, obviously with uh, TJ in the lineup and uh, anchoring that offensive line, I thought they would be able to take it, but unfortunately there's some injuries. Uh, this year their O-line looks pretty good still. They're projected 15th. Um, you know, uh, anchored down with the tackles with Decker and Wagner. Um, you know, but they lost TJ. Uh, he was reti- he retired, uh, so that really hurts him on the inside. Um, but uh, Ragnow is their highest uh, graded center right now too. So I think their O line is going to be okay. It's going to be you know, can Stafford pull the trigger and really lead it? And actually, the other one is is can carry on Johnson? Detroit never has a running game. So as good as Matt Stafford's passing game is, if you don't have uh, an opportunity to run the ball, then you're not going to be able to throw the ball because they're going to drop eight. The last time they had a, the last time they had a workhorse, a guy that they could put in the backfield uh, and and carry the ball, was Bar- was Barry Sanders really. I bet there's no, but he never had any blocking, never anything. Yeah, he just so, like made things happen. So if the, the I, system can run through carry on Johnson with big CJ Anderson in the backfield too, right? Yeah. Short yards kind of thing. If he's yeah. still at a two thirty, and get some first downs running the ball, or yeah. at least get you know three four yards on a first down, then you start opening some things up. But Stafford has all the tools. I think the receiving core is pretty fucking good. Like Marvin Jones is as good a route runner as anybody. Oh, Danny totally. Amendola from the inside is going to that same type of thing. And Galladay's like Kenny Galladay's a guy. The that, mini Megatron. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's certainly it. You know, they lost Jermaine Curse in the first preseason game. He blew out his knee. It was actually a horrific injury. Disgusting. I think actually you sent me a lick of that. I almost um, I, link, link, not a lick, a link, a link. Yeah. Uh, when that actually happened, <laughs> it was disgusting. It was uh, ugly. Like I, I, I watched yeah. it. So uh, he's on the IR. He'll be out for the year. Um, we talk about tight ends, um, tight end groupings, uh, a core group of people. Um, I think Detroit has one of the best tight end cores in the NFL this year. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people have seen Jesse James over the years. He was a backup to Heath Miller for a couple of years and certainly learned a lot under Heath. Uh, Why did then, Pittsburgh get rid of him? Keith Miller or Jesse James? Jesse Money. James. Money. Money? Yeah. Because I thought he was, he was still a step above Vance McDonald, in my opinion. Well, Vance McDonald was... Uh, as a pass block uh, catcher. As a, I, think, I think Vance McDonald was, was a, um, a better blocker. Okay. A little bit smarter smarter player, smarter on the line, knew when to pick up a blitz. That, that kind of thing, because he put him in an H-back sometimes. Whereas Jesse James was really, a, he, rated, he graded always very poorly when it came to his run blocking and pass blocking. So whenever Jesse James was on the field, they either ran away from him or it was a pass play. So, and that was very predictable. But uh, Jesse James uh, famous for that uh, catch, uncatch uh. against the Patriots at home where he caught it and it just juggled his hands as the ball hit the ground and they, it was, uh, the touchdown was nulled. Uh. It was against Pittsburgh. I think it was a late season game. Was Jesse the year James before. the same? The guy that uh, went down the sidelines and stiff armed the shit out of somebody? No, that's Vance McDonald. That's Vance. Yeah, McDonald. that was Vance McDonald. Yeah. All right, that's why yeah. I got it. I, I see it. Yeah. But the tight ends in Detroit are pretty good. Oh sure, with it. I mean, the Hawkinson. fact that Jesse James there, but T.J. Hawkinson, those two out of Iowa, Hawkinson and, and uh, Fant, uh, were like in a university one one set. Were amazing. Yeah. Like you're for a duo like that. It'd be similar to a Hernandez Gronk kind of thing. Like oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it from that that uh, standpoint. But I think Hawkinson's going to uh, turn a few heads and really be able to step up. He look. He seems extremely athletic. Really good hands. Really yeah. good route runner. I think 
if his blocking's there, like, there's going to be uh, definitely some two tight end yep. sets. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that rolls. But yep. uh, carry on Johnson's going to be very big as to how they do this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm looking at their <clears> – <throat> so their offense, I think, is going to – we all know that Matthew Stafford runs the show there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's remained relatively healthy over the last couple of years, yet still the team finishes under 500. And uh, so is what it about protection the, for him? Is it, is it weaponry? Is it... Like I said, I think it's establishing the run game um, because if you don't... And Matt Stafford can move, but he's not an Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, and even then, Green Bay has been able to run the ball a little bit. I just... I don't get how Detroit hasn't been able to because... Either you got to improve your passing game to open up the run, or you got to be able to force the run to help the passing game. But I right. just feel like I don't, I still don't know how they don't figure that out. Anyway, defensively, Paul Pascaloni, Paul Pascaloni, the old Syracuse head coach. Okay. Uh, he recruited me, actually. Paul Pascaloni? When he was at Syracuse, yeah. All right. Anyway, he's the DC in uh, Detroit. Their defense looks all right. Their defense does look all right. I think D- Damon Harrison is a stud in the uh, in the inside. Uh, he's across Ishan Robinson. Um, Trey Flowers, smart guy from pa- from the Patriots. Uh, good pickup there. So you know they've and they've got a Mike Daniels who uh, the I'm not sure if it was a money situation in Green Bay, but they sort of they let him go. They cut him. Uh, maybe they couldn't afford him. But Mike Daniels is a top flight defensive tackle in the NFL, and I have him on my on my depth chart anyway. He's behind Damon Harrison. So what? That's amazing depth. You mentioned it uh, in the last podcast, though, Brock. You know that being able to roll out a whole second line and keep legs fresh is super important in the NFL. Well, I think Detroit, uh, certainly on the defensive line side of things, uh, have have the depth there. Kenny Strong Jr. is a good looking good looking player alongside Daniels to come off in the in the middle. Yeah, and obviously Slay anchors that secondary. Um, yeah, I think if they can keep them in it, I think uh, again. I've said this, I feel, every year with the Detroit Lions yeah. as to this will be the year they kind of move out. Them and Cleveland, and obviously Cleveland's made some big uh, steps. Um, Throw the bills I know you really mix. like to uh, talk about the kickers. So uh, Matt Prater. Matt Prater. Matt Prater, when he was in Denver, kicked a 61-yard field goal, and he, since he's been in Detroit, he's playing in that dome. He can just rock it. And you know, that's it's. we laugh. We, we you know We've been joking about the kickers for the last couple of episodes, but I'll tell you, when your kicker can kick a 55, 56, 58-yard field goal, you you cut the field in half to get some points. So, I mean, there's not many teams that can roll out, and like you mentioned, the outdoor uh, cities, like those guys yeah. aren't those those guys. You can't count on them to, to make field goals on a consistent basis inside. Uh, oh, sorry, outside the 30. Outside the 30, it's a crapshoot. Is but, that why they changed the off uh, the overtime rules? Pot. Because guys are kicking 60 yeah. yards, so you, you get the kickoff, yes. you win the toss, yes. and then you get one first down, you're kicking the field goal, and you can win it. You, you can literally take a punt back 15 yards, get two first downs, and try a field goal and yeah. end it. And how fair is that? So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they addressed that. That's a good question. But anyway, so we want to talk about, I think we're just going to give Detroit's what we well, think yeah. their record's going to be. Because we already went through the list on the, uh, the part that I deleted. So we're just going to give you the scores yeah. of what we thought. Um, so if where there's do you any surprise games we can touch on, but uh, other than that, we're moving on. And uh, I got Detroit at four and twelve. Wow, this is the I, I remember this. This is the one where we were very actually that might have been the biggest discrepancy yeah. in terms of our guesses. But I had Detroit at nine and seven. Yeah, see, so that's that's the guy who's been fooled before. Yeah, and a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Oh. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no kidding. You're like, okay, Detroit, I think they might be able to do it. I've been saying this for years, yeah. and they've yet to do it. So I only have them beating uh, the Giants, Oakland, Washington, and Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's it. I uh, I had them beating teams like the, the Jets. Uh, 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 sorry. Sorry, the, uh, the Chargers, not the Jets. I had them beating the Chargers in Arizona to start the year, which is realistic. They're a, they're at Arizona, not a very strong team, rookie quarterback. Um, and then they host the Chargers week two, so suddenly they're two and zero. Oh, and then the rest of the year, if, even if they went like six, yeah. and, six and seven, so you could be right. My so feeling on that with Arizona is that Kyler Murray is going to be the unknown. And I don't think defenses are going to adjust right away. I think his first few, like he'll do better early in the season, yeah. I think, until he has sure. to modify his play. But anyway. Well, well listen, this, this uh, AFC North Division's like NFC. all these teams, or NFC North Division, all yeah. these teams are going to be, it's like a heavyweight fight, you know? It's one of those, I think, yeah. But anyway. Okay. So that's Detroit. Yeah. Let's break. Let's come back and let's whip off the next one. Perfect. You know this song? Oh yeah. Oh. I, I Google it to make sure. I'm like, Prince is from Minnesota, right? And he so, is. Yeah. yeah. I started with Purple Rain, but it was way too slow. Yeah. All right. That's our intro for. Although I do like, and maybe we'll go the whole episode. We'll go out to that song by Lizzo, the one where she talks about the Minnesota Vikings. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. Actually, that's one of Angie's favorite uh, that's artists a great right song. now. All right, Minnesota, Minnesota Again, Vikings. Jeez. Let's make it. Uh, let's get in there. Yeah. So, offensive line, they're ranked 25th right now. Yeah. Um, which I'm surprised actually being low, but uh, they've actually done some pretty good things. Drafting that kid Bradbury in the first round, Garrett. Yeah, puts him at center, which allows him to move uh, uh, Elfing out to guard, which is where he's strongest anyway. Yep. So I think that's going to be a huge improvement. Um, you know, their their tackles are not that great, but you know, who knows? Maybe they. Uh, where they were take they a ranked last forward, year? But, I think you mentioned that uh, they were uh, ranked sort of middle middle of the road last year. Yeah. I don't have that in front of me. Yeah. I think they're actually projected to be better this year. They Well, listen, uh, from all accounts, they underachieved is what everyone uh, reports. I mean, Mike Zimmer, they had high hopes. You know, a couple of years ago, Blair Walsh missed a field goal to take them to the conference finals. So when Dallin Cook's out for a while, too, like that hurts. Oh, yeah. Um, no doubt. And they, went, they were right off of like a really high season yeah. with that uh, playoff victory over New Orleans. Um, so they, they went in with very high expectations to live Keenum. up to them. That was Case Keenum. And I, funny, they just, I don't know why they blew up that, that sort of that offensive core. You know, they're bringing in Kirk Cousins, spent a lot of money on a guy who, I mean, he had sort of uh, system success out in Washington. Yeah, like, honestly, a Cousins and a Keenan, like, I don't find there's a lot of difference between them. 
No. You know what I mean? Like, there was no huge step up, and I feel like Cousins was a lot of money, or a lot more money than Keenum, too, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, Cousins, Keenum, those guys, um, pedestrian at best, like, you know, get, get you 10 wins and sort of uh, that old game manager's term that we used to, used to use. Anyway, they don't use that a lot anymore, but is he? are they game managers? Is Kirk Cousins nothing more than a game manager, or is he... Does he have a little Brett Favre in him? Because he had a little spunk when he was playing uh, in Washington. He had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. But now he got paid. So I think he, you know, he I, got sometimes paid. he's like a, one of those UFC fighters as I'm watching Aaron Rodgers shuffle pass, running to his left oh, like a Brett Favre, uh, making something out of nothing. Anyway, uh, Cousins is kind of like one of those UFC fighters that would talk a lot of shit really hype up the fight yeah and then the fight would be subpar but he's like yeah i got paid you know yeah and uh anyway whatever yeah we'll see how he does i think the the vikings go through their run game so does dalvin cook uh stay healthy can he be the dalvin cook that they expect him out of uh university who's one of the most explosive guys i'd ever seen uh, amir abdullah a couple of years with detroit i believe yeah as that third down back um, nice, nice pickup as, a, of, as uh, a backup. Nebraska, I think. You know, fairly big guy. They have the talent. Uh, I think we talked about Detroit having a good tight end core. I don't know if there's one better than Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. Not because Irv Smith Jr. has proven anything yet, but he's got a good pedigree. He was drafted high. Um, Kyle Rudolph, for me, is the prototypical tight end in the NFL. Can block. Great hands, decent speed. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's he, what it used to be. He had a down year last year. It's uh, it's starting to shift a bit. Like the top, the top tight ends in the league are fucking receivers that are just a bit bigger. Kelsey, Kelsey comes to mind. Yes, yeah. um, you know Hernandez style before. Yeah, that was like he was one of the the, the first guys to do that and really sort of exploit the mismatches and that's what they do like yeah. as a, from a tight end set like they're big enough that our linebackers got to take them yeah. but they're quick enough that a db should be covering them and you're just like you know defenses are caught in the middle of well, yeah. how do i how do we take that yeah and that's why those the, you know now we're seeing linebackers who are um you know a bit bigger who can fly are yeah. like a commodity because they're the only kind of guys that can match up against those tight ends for every down. Well, anyway, you know, I think <clears throat> speaking of their linebackers and uh, and guys playing transition defense, into yeah, defense, looking at defense. I mean, I got to tell you, they underachieved last year. Um, they, I think, are were highly expected to be a Super Bowl contender last year and disappointed not even making the playoffs, bro. Uh, if you're going to disappoint, you know? fucking disappoint full out, right? Like, Not even making the playoffs. You have to just... You, fuck it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, You don't make the playoffs by a game or you get in and you get smoked the first round. Yeah. At yeah. some point, like the players... I don't know. I don't think it's, it's super uh, uh, motivating... You know what I mean? No, anyway, no doubt. If you don't believe, you don't believe. And I, I think there's a lot of non-believers in the Minnesota Vikings uh, locker room last year. Well, the, again, we talked a little bit about uh, coaches on the hot seat. Mike Zimmer comes up with Doug Marone as two of the guys on the hot seat. Mike Tomlin's name comes up too. But they underachieved last year. They're looking to get better this year on defense. They got a little bit younger. But um, 
You know, they have Everson Griffin, a holdout from the uh, from the, the great defense in that 2017. Eric Kendricks, Linval Joseph, arguably one of the best. There's some good D tackles in the NFL. I feel like every podcast we're bringing up a all star D tackle. Yeah, and actually, an all star right now, an all star moment is uh, you finishing your thought process while the balls deep are throwing shots on our table <laughs> and yelling at you to take these fucking things. Yeah, uh, you know, they are happy to be here. They uh, seem to be very happy. Very rowdy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, we drink. We, we drink. We drink. We'd be merry. We'd be merry. We'd be happy. <laughs> and uh, we spend a lot of money. You know what's crazy is we don't, we usually play mon- um, music on the jukebox. And if that happened, well, we just might as well stop and get get the hell out of here because we won't be able to hear a thing. But I think they're holding off for us. So thank you, Balls Deep, for being. Um, I think they're also they, giving us the. They want to the, sing uh, again. They want to yeah. sing again. Well, well, maybe we'll find a separate song. What's coming up next? Bears or Packers? But is Chicago? We, I'm sure we can. Some, we can find, find some, some better Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll set you guys up with another song to sing in two minutes, guys. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Dan Bailey. Uh, good solid kicker. They're in a dome, good, aren't they? Ki- they are in a dome. Yes, they are. Dan Bailey from Dallas. Yeah. Um, you know, another good kicker. So, yeah, their special teams unit. Again, it's going to come. You never know with these teams. We got a division that teams are so close to each other. It could be just a difference of special teams. Kickers. Uh, Blair valuable. Walsh, Gonzo from that team. So, anyway, let's right. talk about what we thought their um, their record was going to be again we did this already did this so again. i got him at a 10 and 6 oh this is one that we agreed on i have him at 10 and 6 as well um, right on well minnesota a, you're locked in i'd be interested six. to know what their uh, what their the strength of their schedule is um in terms of comparisons to other teams i uh, don't know if it's very strong because we got them at 10 and 6 each yeah but they i mean they're in that division yeah so i have them going three and oh to start with and then it's chicago that gives them the hiccup yeah anyway That'll be uh, interesting. For so, sure. uh, on that note, we're going to uh, take a break, take a shot, come back with music, <laughs> and get on to the next team. Word. famous Chicago songs. I don't think they play this at the uh, at the uh, stadium. I don't think so. Um, we're gonna <laughs> pick up the pace here. For <laughs> anybody I'm, listening, I'm in fear for my for my health, actually, my safety. Um, I'm, I fear for some of their safety. It uh, there's pole dancing, no poles. Yeah, uh, they're getting a little rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> Rowdier than they were when I first got in here. Oh yeah, uh, I think the, the jukebox is going to start going if it That's, hasn't yet. It's all hell breaks loose with that. So, so. Um, yeah, nope. but our priority is to bring you guys that uh, breakdown. So we're doing this, uh, and we're going to go quick. And you know what? We may get through the north today, and uh, maybe have to pull the plug on the east till in the morning. But we want to get through the north only because two north teams are playing uh, as we speak. So. We want to get that analysis in for you, so we're consistent with what we see on the field tonight. But I mean, it's uh, it's halftime. Packers are up uh, 7-3, I think is what I saw. Uh, very it's a tight game. You know, tight what? that's a, that's a typical 
that's a typical week one uh, a- NFC North battle. Eddie Pinheiro hit a field goal, ah. so the Bears got to be happy yeah, about you that. Got, we got nothing going on in terms of like continuity with the first team offense at this juncture. They they, play, they played a quarter in the preseason together. So if you guys can hear the uh, journey in the background, so they've uh, oh, they they've, sung it, but now they have the music in the background. Mm-hmm. Timing is off. I okay. feel like the whole team, their timing is just off. I think our timing is off. I think their timing is pretty Actually, good. Worth it, it's us. You know what? Okay, so what did you have this, uh, the season for the Packers? Let's the just Packer. go right to oh, that. Go right to the <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's shoot Bears. I do want to talk about the Bears. Oh, we're on the Bears. Fuck, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're on the Bears. We're yeah. on the Bears. We're on sorry. the Bears. Chicago. Um, we talked about uh, offensive lines and Chicago being one of the uh, most... Uh, uh, most what, Pierre? Consistent <laughs> in terms of bringing back the same guys from last year, the same continuity that we talked about. They have uh, virtually the same offensive line that they did last year and the year before, and they and they ranked high. So Yeah, they're at nine. Um, you know, I think Kyle Long is one of the, the better guys in that team. Yeah. He brings a bit of a nastiness to him, and uh, nothing shows that more than the fights he's gotten into at training camp. Yeah. Throwing helmets, ripping helmets off. Crazy. So he's ready to go, and I think that... Uh, I think that resonates with the rest of the team too, because I think this uh, the Bears team is uh, is poised to take that next step. Yeah. I think they, they, the the city, the the fans are starting to get pretty hungry. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I personally think if I look at what I chose for their record, uh, I think they're I think they're contenders. You know, is Mitch Trubisky a poor man's Baker Mayfield gunslinger style? Take some chances. I find that the two remind me of each other with Mitchell being uh, what I would consider to be a little bit more uh, quick to run and not maybe not sit in the pocket as much as Baker might do because Baker had a good good year last year from the pocket. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't see Trubinsky and Mayfield. I don't, I don't see a lot of similarities. I see Trubinsky with a lot more uh, God-given ability. Yeah. Um, you know, bigger. I think he's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah. Uh, I think... You know, he relied on some of his feet just because of making choices in terms of where to read. But I think that even stepped up by the end of the year last year. Yeah. So everything I've seen so far tonight, too, I'm, he's been pretty much on the money, uh, standing back there, getting rid of the ball when he needs to. Uh, I, I, I think Trubinsky's going to have a huge step up this year. And I think that's going to be... Uh, you know, synonymous with their offense, and we already know what their defense is like. So, my, my X factor in the entire NFL is the uh, we talk about poor man's per- people. Tarek Cohen is like kind of like that Swiss Army knife, Tyreek Hill style guy, can, can catch balls from the slot position. Uh, is that change of pace back you have? Um, I, I, I love the guy, I love the player. He returns kicks occasionally, yeah. so he just brings it all. and. Uh, He's uh, he's that change of pace. He'll come on uh, after the uh, after the RB one has had enough carries. He'll come on and bring that change of pace, or he'll be that third down guy that can catch you uh, five or six yards out of the backfield. So what they do now, because last year they relied on Cohen for everything, right? They didn't have they had, faith in Jordan Howard. Jordan, yeah, he wasn't exactly. really running. Um, you know, they just that was their guy. Now with 
David Montgomery being drafted. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're going to see him emerge as the year goes on. Uh, but also Mike Davis from uh, Seattle, who just was bounced for sheer numbers at that point. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, he's pretty good. Yeah. So if those two guys can take the uh, early down, short down things, I think they can really use Cohen in a better scenario. So whether it's a third down back or whether it is from like a slot, yeah. uh, moving around, whatever, they can really get creative. Very much like a like the package used to use Randall Cobb right. and those kind of things. Uh, those kind of players, things. They're not things. They're people. Well, <laughs> Here, they're people. They have feelings, too. Hey, speaking but, of people, Corderell Patterson. Uh, you know, uh, the Patriots used him in the backfield a little bit last year. I think it was a war of attrition. They had lost some guys, but um, they they attempted to use him in the backfield. Uh, the end around might, might come to mind, but they actually ran him up the gut a couple of times. So... Uh, you know him slotted as the fourth receiver will they play him in the backfield sometimes you think can they get creative with a guy like that no. is he trustworthy no you think well, that was just belichick doing his that's belichick making use of the players he had and what he needed to accomplish i think the bears have better like cohen will be a guy that does that before yeah. patterson does that sure so you know i again it was just the the way the patriots were set up right but and i mean okay there's that option if somebody gets hurt cohen gets hurt somebody gets hurt maybe they start putting him in fine right but that's not their goal um, a big key for them is going to be Allen Robinson staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, that's a huge receiver big for target. Trubinsky to be able to hit. Literally a big and target. And I really think that Taylor Gabriel is going to have um, a pretty good season, uh, if, especially if, if Robinson stays healthy as that second option. You know, a guy like Anthony Miller, I think he's a second-year uh, wide receiver now or third year. He's a young guy still. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that they had high hopes for. Uh, I think surrounding him with a bit more talent, maybe he's a breakout kind of player. You know, maybe he's a, sort of a late bloomer like Emmanuel Sanders was. So, um, he had, and then they drafted Riley Ridley. Riley Ridley, Georgia, yes. Calvin's yes. brother. Trey Burton is a, is a top-flight tight end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they don't have a ton of experience behind him, which is concerning because uh, there's a big O beside his name here on my depth chart, which means that he's uh, likely out for, yeah, uh, for, for tonight. Weeks, I so I haven't watched much of the game because obviously we've been doing our thing. But, they just uh, haven't been going with a tight end set much. Sure. Well, they're throwing, they're throwing the... the uh, and if they have, it's just for running. Like Trey Burton's not a, a run-blocking tight end. Right. You know, he's very much, I mean, he was, fuck, he was a quarterback at Florida for a while when he first got there. Yeah. Then he was that, like, do everything Swiss Army knife. And now he's he was switched to tight end uh, in Philadelphia. And, you know, is notorious for one of the best plays in Super Bowl history. And then signed a big contract with Chicago. You know what? That might be the longest anyone's ever spent on a Chicago offense in maybe... 30 years of their of their 80 yeah. year existence we spent a lot of time on their offense which is interesting that's good so we'll uh, but shorten they, down the defense because we all know the defense well that's exactly that's it. it every year is their defense right we date back to the 85 bears you know and how dominant they were and you know what those teams in the in the in the 2000s yeah, i love this song you know those teams with recent with Erlocker and those guys they brought back the monsters of the midway with those guys um are they are they there yet? I know they got you know getting trading for Khalil Mack was a step towards being dominant again, um, but are they there yet with Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, who I really like as a mm-hmm. tight end out of uh, from playing in Denver. Um, what, what, linebacker, yeah. What do you yeah What do you think about um, about their team as a whole in terms of getting that swagger back? It's been a couple of years since uh, the Bears were any good on D. Well. 
as last year, their defense is, is there. I think this is one more year to kind of gel with Khalil Mack, an offseason with yep. a, a leader of that type. Um, you know, bringing in a couple of key guys that can fill spots comfortably and they're not relying on rookies in those scenarios. So like the, the Clinton Dixes and you know, guys that know where they're supposed to be and can help the younger guys move forward. So Prince uh, Mukamara. Yeah, I mean, that's a Good second year, guy. I think, to get in. So it's, uh, I think he's going to be good. Eddie Jackson. They're all great. Yeah. Their defense is going to be stout. There is nothing. So if the offense can put up 21 points a game, they're 14 and two yeah, or whatever. That's, it. that's exactly it, eh? And they're, they're not, they're not going to expect too, too much from their offense. No. They're going to get what they get from their offense. But I think their offense is going to even do better than what they, uh, they expect them to do. So, yeah. We're starting to get stuff thrown we're, at yeah, us. We're getting stuff thrown yeah. at us. Um, and they, I feel like they wanted our attention. I, uh, it might be. We're get, oh, we're might getting be sugar, sugar, sugar packets. Sugar packets. Just uh, don't short, short circuit the system, guys. We'd appreciate that. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. They, you you uh, guys commented on how much you thought it was. <laughs> Quit throwing <laughs> shit over here. <laughs> All right. Okay, gang. We'll come uh, back with oh, Washi. Eddie Pinheiro, kicker out of Florida question mark he's not overly reliable it's a shitty place to kick but he made his first field goal tonight hey. so the bears got to be fairly optimistic That's one more than uh, cody parkey would you have the record for the bears 11 and 5 friend uh, and I, okay. I think they're going to fight for that title i got him at 13 and 3 so better uh, than me okay yeah well, i think i'll be right anyway oh. these are all things we'll uh, take a peek <laughs> we're going to take a break um I will be right back. back with the Packers. <laughs> Welcome to the land of green and yellow. Green Bay Packers, spirit of Lambo. Packer town, football's a credo. Title town, that's how we roll. Hot on the body, spirit of the whole chunk. Green like the earth. All right, that's the song. Have you heard this song before? No, what is it? It's uh, Green Bay Packers, Title Town, USA. So this is a Green Bay song. I love this Green Bay song. Oh, you guys looking for uh, sugar packets? They're all over here. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. All right, we're getting to the Packers. Yes. Because I'm wrapping this shit up. Now, one of your uh, teammates is a huge Packer fan. Yes. Right? So, uh, I mean, he's wearing a jersey. He's wearing a jersey. He's got uh, the hat on. He's got... uh, a huge yawn. Yeah, he's exhausted. He's so, not coming on. That's the the, the <laughs> NFC North, uh, the NFC North boredom, maybe. Yeah. Of uh, week one. Do we have a question here, Rock? Yeah, I'm not sure. Do we I, have? I, uh, I don't yeah, know. Question Let's find for us. Out. Uh, we, the gentleman came up. What? What? Uh, what's your podcast? It's a podcast, no? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Unsportsmanlike Convo. Unsportsmanlike Convo. Oh, wicked. 
That's yeah. unreal. I love this. Love yeah. the setup here. Hey, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, whatever. No way. You got a little of the crowd tonight, eh? Yeah, so, yeah it's a little rowdy. We're, uh, but we're making it. do. Good old Hurleys, eh? Yeah. You know? We call it the watering hole here, you know? <laughs> it's appropriately named. Yeah. Hey, the egg rolls are flowing. The shots are coming. The beers are cheap. Uh, Mike, Mike. You're Mike. You yeah. come to Hurley's often? Yeah, I live around the corner. You know, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You see Stumble new shit home. here every day. Hey, we're new shit. We're new shit, too. Right? I love it. <laughs> First night of football, lads. Let's go. I know. We're trying to get our previews in before that gets too far in the season because yeah, we exactly. fucking had too much time last time. Yeah, we're getting it in. Uh, right now, I'm probably going for the Bears because I have their defense in my fantasy. So, All right. Win-win, but I'm a big so Dolphins far, fan. So well, bring the mic yeah, down. Yeah. Bring the mic down. All the best, Mike. <laughs> All the best, Mike. <laughs> you're not going to like... He, Thanks for coming, Mike. Mike you're Appreciate not going to like our AFC South the review of the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, he but I, I think, I think he knows it. He knows it. <laughs> hey, our first, uh, I don't know, straggler? <laughs> Cool. All right, so for oh, next yeah. time, we're going to have security. We'll have Ferreira. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's get Ferreira. Well, just to stand there. And, yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Anyway, that was unsolicited. Uh, a gentleman at the bar saw the microphone set up and decided to come over and say, Hey, I'm yeah. Mike. And uh, I thought he worked here, and I was like, Fuck, nope. I'll settle my bill in a second, bro. Just yeah. give me his. Yeah. Why are you, why are you hovering I over us you, like impending yeah. doom? <laughs> I thought you knew him. What? No. Whatever. No clue. Good. Well, now we do. It's now Mike. we do. Mike, lives around the corner. Okay. From Hurley's. Well, Mike, I hope you uh, listen to this episode and uh, share it. And we'll, uh, uh, whatever. We're not going to talk a lot about your dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> okay, we got the Green right. Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Offensive line projected eighth. So uh, one step better than the Bears. Um, uh, returning guys, Bucktieri, Balaga. are better than... Corey Lindsay, yeah. That, that pair of tackles are probably as good as just about anybody in the league. Uh, I've watched uh, tonight. I'm watching Bakhtiara go up against uh, Mack, and uh, he's doing a pretty fucking good job. Yeah. And so that alone in week one is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, De- Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the uh, undisputed number one on this team now. He is, uh, but you know, after they've lost Randall Cobb to free agency, uh, Jordy Nelson last year played the, a, a very uninspiring year with the Raiders, and then there's a lot of probably retired in the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. So um, now we're looking at Devontae Adams' time to step up, and he and stepped up last year. Geronimo Adam in fantasy. Yeah, I, you know. As an unknown entity going into the uh, last year, he proved himself to be a number, a number, a nice number two behind Rand- what I thought was Randall Cobb being the number one guy there. But again, Randall Cobb, another Tariq Cohen. Well, Cobb was gone th- last year, wasn't he? I-, I think Cobb was hurt most of last year. Now he's officially gone. Um, okay. I think I would have to look that up, but I'm I'm pretty sure that this anyway. was the year that they decided not to resign him. But. Uh, you know, that te- they're a veteran uh, offensive line, a veteran quarterback, a couple of new guys, but system guys stepping up to be their receivers. What's their running game look like? Uh, well, Aaron Jones is supposed to be the number one, but uh, Jamal Williams has been in most of the day today. So, Jamal uh, Williams? Uh, yeah. 
he's been uh, managing the load this first half. So they were, they're very high on him. I just got a text message from Scott who has Aaron Jones in his uh, fantasy, and he was like, "Fuck, I don't know why Jones is on the bench." He's uh, hate seeing Williams in there. He's like, "I don't know what's going on." It's big but, business with fantasy money, eh? I'm telling you, and the team's not putting their um, putting their RB one in and playing RB two. It's like that's big money on the line for millions of people. There's some uh, when you talk about big money, like there's money, our money, but there's money, like these guys are making living off oh, of yeah. betting fantasy football. And there's oh, so yeah. many different ways of doing it. So, um, yeah, this kind of stuff fucks people over pretty oh, good. Yeah. If you're not paying attention, yeah, those, those guys also yeah. those guys also are aware of it. You know, like I, I feel like they would have an inside scoop more than anything else too, and say like they're not. Uh, they're not going to be starting. Well, this that's one. it. Um, I've got our team pitcher, j- team pitcher, not team picture, pitcher. Um, just came in late. Uh, where were you tonight, Rick? Uh, I was playing hockey, and and we lost really bad. Oh. <laughs> so it sucked. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. So you you missed slow pitch or orthodox ball to play hockey to lose. I got a new pig. If you, my new pet pig. Oh. I got a pet mini pig. His name's Clyde. Ador- adorable. Of course, of course you do. Uh, of course you. Rick our pitcher, everybody. <laughs> Rick, Rick our pitcher. <laughs> Anyone can have a dog, so I got a oh, pig. I think it's, uh, you know what? <laughs> it's beautiful. Let's, uh, cheers to your cheers pig. Cheers to your pig, What's Rick? his name? Clyde. 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 Beer <laughs> <laughs> all over your fucking <laughs> wrist. Oh. Okay. We were. Yeah, we're trying and, uh, to. We're trying to. We are literally clear. getting pummeled here right now yeah. with beer and money. We're doing NFL. We're live. So what are the Redskins doing? I want the Redskins. Uh, uh, Redskins, the- you're going to have to find on another uh, episode. Um, so the uh, Packers, uh, yeah. Aaron Jones is in anyway. <laughs> Seriously. We are getting. We, gotta get I feel we are literally under siege. Uh, okay. Pa- Listen. Offense is fine. We're never worried about the lost- Packers offense. It's going to be their the defense. defense. And they spent a lot of money this year on Those their defense. Those two rush ends that they have, uh, they spent, I think, $50 million a piece. Preston Smith. And got rid of uh, not throwing uh, food, I hope, because then... Uh, 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 so it's, yeah. Who'd they, who'd they sign? We got... Uh, Darius Smith uh, and Preston Smith. Darius Smith. Smith from... Smiths. From Baltimore Smith from and Baltimore. Preston from Washington. Yes. And Good pickups. $50 million a piece. And that's because of the division they're in. Wow. Like, they need to have that. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Uh, 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 uh. We got one uh, one girl throwing fucking uh, sugar around uh, around our equipment. That's perfect. Okay. Well, I, think, right. I think we're, that's, uh, think we're good. Okay, so we're going to wrap this. Uh, defense looks good. You know, they, they made some good choices. Their kicker, uh, Mason Crosby, a little sketchy, but whatever. Uh, he, uh, he'll be fine. Well, again, we're kicking outside on Lambeau. Not the easiest place to kick. I nope. think his, his statistics can get skewed because he kicks in such a uh, tough Volatile, field for half uh, the year, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, the Packers are a, a really tough call. Uh, and now we've got Mike back. He wants to take a picture of our logo. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll get him. Uh, I have the briefcase. Okay. I don't know. He's trying to read okay. my shirt. So, um, so he's going on there right now to fucking subscribe, I guess. <laughs> he's excited. Okay, so what do you have for the... Uh, she's going to kick that beer off on you. Okay. 11 and 5 for the for the Packers. I got uh, a 9 and a 7. Good solid beer. I got a 9 and 7. So Packers, I don't know. I think the Bears are the cream of the crop in this division. We'll see what happens. It's going to be... Uh, a, it could be very wrong. Well, we'll see what happens tonight. We have another half... 
we got another half of football to watch and see which one of these two teams is going to yes, get a good lead. So. All right. That's, uh, what was the uh, Lizzo song we wanted to go out to? Uh, Make it quick because I need to turn this thing off. Oh, we just talked about the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. No something or other? Lizzo, hang on. No. Is it this one? No. No? Truth Hurts? Truth Hurts. You yeah. got it. All right. This is the one we're going out to. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. I'm, I'm, i got to put this stuff away before it gets uh, yeah. trashed. Good night. Good night. out to uh, my wife's a huge fan of uh, Lizzo right now this is uh, bumping in our house all the time what warning what are you doing to a warning <laughs> well, yeah this again fuck might have, to, might have to do it remotely good night hey, listen what? never did I anticipate this level of uh, hooliganism. I have no idea what's in it. It's our last game. Well, I do. Yeah, sorry. It's our last game of the year. Yeah. That maybe that's been, what it is. I think maybe you should have let me know. I didn't realize that, though, until that's I got right. to the field. No, it's the last game of the year. We we have a, our a tournament playoff, so it's not the last, last game, but uh, they celebrate the end of their end of their uh, season by this. Drink fest and food fest and fucking... Good night. Uh... I'm ready in my DM